Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Text from Big Cat Dan on the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Can we just get a whole show of fire or fizzle? Okay, that, appreciate that, partner. That would be just like Crunchberry cereal, straight fire. Yeah. Does that get the straight fire nod from you? Crunchberry cereal? No, I didn't eat I didn't eat that. And okay. if he wants more of it, he can go on our Twitter, Weston Walker, or on the FNZ page. I'm gonna post so, it as a reel later. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find our Twitter handle real quick. What do I type in? How do I W E S A N D W A L K E R. Come on, people, okay. get our Twitter following up. We we're trying to get the at least 500 by the end of the week. Come right. on, get us there. There you go. You can follow also that myself follow on Twitter at Walker Mail. Wes Bryant's on Twitter at Wes Got Range. Fitty's on Twitter at HTB underscore Josh. You can find us anywhere on Twitter, any of those handles. I tweeted out yesterday, if I got straight A, so this is the tweet, right? What was the celebration restaurant your family ate at when you were a kid that you didn't realize was not, in fact, a five-star establishment until you became an adult? They said, CC's, we just went down the list of chain restaurants. I quote tweeted said response and said, if I got straight A's, it was going down at Olive Garden. Mm. OG for me, I have defended very vigorously Olive Garden and its prowess on the chain restaurant list. <laughs> Love the endless breadsticks. Yes. The salad is fantastic. When they came up with the buy one, take one home deal for $5, I mean, there's nothing more fire in the world than taking home chicken alfredo. I like the endless pasta. The endless pasta is fantastic. But Fiddy wanted to put that in the group chat and make fun of me for it. So we also have Flounder, who is a nice authority figure on food as well. So we also have Flounder in here because not only are we doing the what's for lunch thing, he also needs to talk about some food. Fiddy, why do you have beef with OG? Or are you even listening to us? Or are you just not listening at all? I was following back all the people who followed us on our Wesson Walker That's show That's right. Page. We love so, it. Um, Dang. Of, of, of wow. every place you could have gone, though. Like, look, I love Olive Garden. I frequent there a lot. They've got great salad, breadsticks, soup. Their Alfredo is top notch. But of every place in the world, mm-hmm. I mean, I know you grew up in Catawba County. Yep. But, like, that's what you aspire to was Olive There's Garden? There's a person from Monroe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, of course, Whoa, a story well, 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 We at least got some nice steakhouses. I mean, you talking to, Wait. you know. So, Fiddy, <laughs> I don't think you understand. Fiddy, you have been sneezing. I've seen you cry because you're going through so many allergies throughout and all these problems. So, I'm not trying to hear it. And I don't think you get the spirit of the tweet. Nobody's going to Ruth's Chris or Capitol Grill as a five-year-old because they don't, in fact, know it's not a five-star establishment. That is the joke i just don't think you understand the joke og is not a five-star establishment but as a kid couldn't tell me nothing about that put some respect on sagebrush western sizzler like you put some respect on remember western sizzler oh hell yeah I must have been still in monroe then yeah man right there we're now now there's a fish camp there fish ain't bad just 
over overpriced out the ass. Flounders. He didn't even pay the time that they that we went there. We went there with a friend and his family paid. I love you it moron. so much. It was still God. overpriced. Flounder, we need you way more often, oh just to God. because because we don't usually let Fitty get away with lies when it's just us three. But you. On the other hand, I'm here have, to just beat him down. Well, yeah, call great. him, call him on his ish. Well, because right. you've been around him so much, you can actually call him on his BS so many That's times, right. where he's usually not having to worry about that. So we can just say whatever he wants, which is often the appeal of one mm-hmm. Josh Fitty Marlowe. Are you cool with OG me celebrating as a ten year old? Yeah, no doubt, man. Now, I don't want to say we we were not, you know, financially like rich by any stretch of the imagination. But right. me and my mom, literally when I was a kid, like if we really, really were celebrating something big, it might happen like once a year or something like that, but we would go to Outback. Outback is so good. Yeah, we, and we'd be hype, hype for Outback. Y'all blooming onion people? Oh, no. hell yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't get what? that. I like the. I got the wings. Outback has some of my favorite wings. Now, I do have this. Oh, I've never had those there. They're the kookaburra the, wings. They're so good, the, man. I, I feel like there's, if you know item menus from the chain restaurants then it goes to show just how high it is on the yeah man pole. outback will feed you going there you sow stuff i get the wings then you eat the bread the, the salad out- then you eat your entree you come out of there stuff so when you talk about i think what was it like the victoria filet cut something like that yeah or just get the i just would get the sirloin i keep it simple sometimes just get the nine ounce sirloin outback special man. yeah i mean it that's so good their bread is good as well Fire. it's so good now Fire. do they have better bread or what what are the role texas roadhouse Ooh, right? that Ooh, that's a whole, come on now player just, now I'm you start asking. talking bread i'm just asking that's a whole nother conversation texas yeah. roadhouse clearly beats uh, texas outback. roadhouse yes. the yeast rolls are fire but jim and nick's the cheese muffins that they give you oh, those that's good. not a roll though that's a muffin there's a difference. It's bread. But it's in the bread family, though. It's in the bread family. If we're talking I mean, about, you want to break it down and get technical, you're talking just straight rolls, dinner rolls style? I think we Okay, because Outback's in a, a true dinner roll. I'll say this. If we're talking best appetizers of all time, I know oh, you might not, man. but Bloomin' Onion is hard to beat. If we're yeah. talking chain restaurant, best appetizer You know, from a nutritional aspect, that got named the worst Entree in America it's, by Men's Health. It's worst appetizer. Worst appetizer. I read a lot about food, man. You, you see, I, I keep my shape all right. You know what I'm saying? So I read a lot about food, but Men's Health will have eat mm. this, not that. And they would list the, the nutrition facts and make good comparisons and tell you stuff. And that got, and they would rank like worst appetizers, best stuff like that. But the Bloomin' Onion was named the worst appetizer in America from a nutritional standpoint. If you read the nutrition facts on it, oh my God. Still oh, good, so good though. Yeah, it's still good. Fantastic. The sauce is great. Yeah, I don't the wings are enough, awful too. So um, okay. <laughs> Jackson wrote in the text line: Red Lobster cheese rolls. Right. Yeah. People, the cheese biscuits. The cheddar biscuits or something. I like don't that. eat that very often, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't either. But I did hear that they were really good. Nick from Belmont wrote in that Straight A's got him and a couple friends being taken to Hooters by their dad. So Hooters is somewhere <laughs> that somebody cool else dad, would man. like to go to. Absolutely. Is his dad John Daly? Yes, yes, it is John Daly. He is from Belmont, just like Nick from Belmont, who texted in. Oh, Charlie's bread is pretty good. I feel like O'Charlie. If you have to, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you have to worry about getting full on bread or eating too much bread before you start eating, then it's the bread is fire. Because yeah. because when you run out, you're gonna ask the waiter to bring some more while you're waiting on your food. You're like, hey man, can you, you gonna bring some more rolls, right? <laughs> I agree. I agree with Jess's thirsty stalker writing in. <sighs> Onion is a vegetable, you jerks. 100 percent healthy. So I agree with that. Well, go read hear. the details because it's fried no. and batter. No, I okay? do, I don't need to know what a hot yeah, dog is. Yeah, but that is made guy calling in want to be Mister, you know.
Go read up on it, partner. It's it's oh no, I don't want to. I, I know what I'm doing here. Ignorance is bliss when it comes to the blooming onion and the appetizer that comes from Outback. All right, what's for lunch for you guys today? Have you guys talked about that yet? Uh, have we have not, but I already have the place picked out because we had such a heated discussion on air earlier this morning <laughs> about curly fries because mac is just the worst human being possibly ever and does not like curly fries how oh, dare yeah. you that's yeah, I don't know how you do you? we also heard, we we know this about colin as well who doesn't like curly fries yeah no, you, yeah, no hoggard thinks they're overrated maybe no. because there probably isn't one in belmont i don't know oh my god um so are we going to arby's for lunch yes arby sounds pretty oh good. somebody gonna get the wagyu we ain't been there in a well, while well you don't eat burgers so, so i was gonna ask if somebody gonna get I the wagyu i, I don't I is there one close a, by a cheddar Fitty, you gonna get a wagyu uh probably not is there one close by Eight although it doesn't away. matter because they're going food, to the one on little rock right their food does travel really well there you go you're well, going to the one on little rock uh, possibly. I I, <laughs> yeah, just, I just looked it up a minute ago. Might be on Big searching. Rock. You never know. She's gonna be on a rock. That oh was so God. dumb. That was so dumb. Oh, yeah, that was a. You were agreeing with the stalker Jeez. earlier, but I'm the dumbass. South, right. South Kings Drive is <laughs> okay. Where, he made yeah. a good point. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He made okay. a really good point. No curly fries. They have to be the best. People are writing in. What but, are you gonna get, Flounder? I oh, I get the beef and cheddar, man. Oh. That's what you look like. What are you? Get the Wagyu. Get the Wagyu, man. It's really good. Wouldn't that be us? That should be y'all's nickname. Old Beef and Cheddar. Yeah. And you would definitely be Cheddar because you're too damn cheesy. Yeah. There you go. Fitty, get the Wagyu, man. I'm telling you, it's like that. No, I think I'm going to go with the buffalo chicken sandwich to open up the nasal cavity. You go with the slider? All this snot just flow out. Yeah, but it might open up something. It might open up something else. So. Y'all so nasty. I've had, a, I've had enough, Walker. Yeah. Thanks for having me all in right, today. Flam. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Thank you. I think it all went downhill after Wes came in with the fact about the blooming onion, and then it was. I'm all sorry, gone. I ruined that for you guys. My mom tells me I ruin a lot of stuff for people you, when I come through with facts. Well, stuff. you need to listen to her more. Yeah. Why did you I'll tell just her have stuff to say about that? songs, food, all that? She's like, now why you have to ruin that for me? You take pleasure in it, and so does Fitty. Fitty is. My Catholic. girl tells me that too. I tell them different stuff. I'm like, well, you know this song means this, or do you know this is that? And they're like, why are you always Always messing stuff up for everybody. Yeah, you always are. And, and Fiddy, <laughs> especially with that comment, Fiddy did too, though. You, you guys both, what you did was you entered the ring. Fiddy was done with his snot comment. He yeah. tagged you in and you came in with a different comment. Oh, yeah, comment. Dudley Boys. That's we came in there, we put the table down and then we just put it through the table. That's what y'all did. Somebody asked, what is this, a middle school boys class? It's certainly acting like that. We do appreciate Flounder. For joining us, we've had a couple people stop by today on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let's try to get this thing back on track as we await Arby's to come through. <laughs> Fiddy's done. Goodness gracious. Fiddy is absolutely done. Let's try to get it back on track. NFC South vibe check because okay. Carolina has a real shot to win the division. It's something that we really all kind of came aboard to as soon as Carolina beat Seattle on the road, and Tampa Bay just got absolutely destroyed against the San Francisco 49ers, your San Francisco 49ers. Yes, sir. So as you look at Tampa, mm -hmm. they have another tough matchup this weekend. It's against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals have been playing a lot better. Joe Burrow is one of the better quarterbacks. That's a really good offense. That team got to the Super Bowl last year. Wes, if you're just really going with the latest trend, mm -hmm. then you would probably have Carolina win this game against Pittsburgh. I'm not saying we should underestimate them. Mike Tomlin, great coach. They have the capability where I think Kenny Pickett, if he plays, they've been doing some nice things lately. 
I'd still have Carolina as the winner. And if things continue on this trend, I'd have Tampa Bay losing. There's a great shot that Carolina could be right up there at the top of the division after this weekend is done. Well, I've talked about many times ad nauseum my theory called Queen City Magic, where things happen in this city that just don't happen anywhere else and things that just don't make sense. So with that said, I could see the Panthers blowing this game against the Steelers and Tampa Bay bouncing back and beating Cincinnati this weekend because it just makes too much sense. Momentum is pointing too much towards the Panthers having uh, maybe not an easy win, but a team that they should beat and the Bengals having a game that they should defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I'm going to go opposite on both because that's just the way things go sometimes around this town. Did you just steal Queen City Magic and apply it to Tampa Bay Magic? Did you just do that because you think Tampa no, Bay? No, because could... they 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 on the outside affect the Queen City, so they're also in on the Queen City <laughs> okay. Magic because the Panthers need them. I'm just trying to get it all figured out. If yeah. you look at Tampa Bay, the Panthers need them. They have a game against Cincinnati this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think you would expect the Bengals to win based off of the trend here. They have a game on the road against Arizona. Now, no Kyler Murray going to be in that matchup after a torn ACL. So it'll be Colt McCoy. I think even, I think this is on Sunday night football is what it is right now. So Tampa Bay, I I would go ahead and choose Tampa for that game on the road against Arizona. I just, even with their struggles, I I would choose the bucks. Then it's Carolina, the second to last game of the season. And then they finish on the road against Atlanta. So Cincinnati is going to be their toughest game left on the schedule. Fiddy, I know you kind of talked about this too. You think ultimately it's just going to come down to the Tampa Bay Carolina matchup, the second game, second to last game of the year. He's not listening. He's not listening. I need to stop. He's on I, out. You know, well, I, that's, I just, I just need to stop doing it. Are you okay? What's up? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing is up. Do you think it ultimately comes down to the second to last game of the year, Wes? Uh, no, I think that the <laughs> Panther fans are overlooking a few games starting this weekend with Pittsburgh. I think they're already chalking this up. Uh, also, Detroit coming in with that offense. It's going to be a lot to deal with uh, for the Panthers as well. So, no, I do not think it will uh, ultimately come down to that game. I think there's going to be a few things that will be said and done before said game so happens. So, I, I think... If you go back to the beginning of the year, I think a lot of people put Carolina and New Orleans in the same category. Mm-hmm. Atlanta has become closer to that team and they performed better. And now they're kind of, you know, now they're losing a lot more games here recently. They decided to go with Desmond Ritter as the starting quarterback rather than going alongside Marcus Mariota. But New Orleans has had a real tough go of it. New Orleans, they win the first game of the season against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that was just the Falcons blowing a lead. So, New Orleans, they win 27-26. to 26. They lose three straight. New Orleans actually beats Seattle 39-32. to 32. Lose a couple more, lose a couple more, lose a couple more, right? They've been very consistent. Lose two, win one, lose two, win one. Go in the wrong direction. But New Orleans, to me, I think if you look at the potential future of each of these franchises, would you say the Saints have the worst future? Because they still have some pieces. Chris Olave looks awesome. He could very well win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But I just still feel like Carolina, as we talked about a while back in the show, they have a good situation set up for whatever quarterback that they bring in. You look at Atlanta. I like Arthur Smith. They have a couple offensive linemen and Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry who are towards the top and PFF as well as far as those grades are concerned. Tampa Bay is a little bit dicey, so maybe it comes down between those two teams. Who do you think has the worst future outlook of any of these teams in the division? 
I would say Tampa because their quarterback situation is just so up in the air once Brady leaves. And then with what we're seeing now with them struggling the way that they are. Uh, New Orleans, I mean, all of these teams need quarterbacks. We'll see what Desmond Ritter brings to the table. I think a lot of them are in the same boat, but if I had to pick one, it would just be Tampa because I think that offense is already struggling to run and pass the ball. You lose a Tom Brady who's, you know, salvaging a lot of what's there just by the hairs on his chinny chin chin going a little, uh, you know, fairy tale story. Sam Darnold has that now, too. <laughs> yeah. So you, when you look at New Orleans, this is a defense that's still. Uh, in the top 12 of the NFL when you talk about total yards uh, per game allowed. And so when you look at their depth chart, though, you know, if they can get them a competent quarterback in there, uh, they may be they may have a little something. Who knows what happens with Kamara in the offseason? As you said, Alave's there. Uh, they may try to go out and find a couple more weapons. Michael Thomas will be back next year for how long will yeah, be. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think New Orleans is in okay shape if they can find a quarterback. But Tampa, as I said, you know, just with the struggles they've had with Brady, if they leave, I don't know what they're going to do uh, at quarterback. Well, I, I do think New Orleans probably has the worst head coach. And I know Todd no Bowles has not it. done a great job with Tampa Bay, but I don't think he's Dennis Allen bad. I mean, no. that, that that loss to Tampa Bay, I mean, that, that, was, that was a game featuring two head coaches that were not doing a good job. And De- Dennis Allen won on the whole how bad I am at head coach thing. We have plenty more to get to, only a couple more segments, but still some topics we can continue with the Charlotte Hornets. LaMelo Ball, he returned last night. I mean, there was something positive, even with this being a bad loss. LaMelo did look good offensively. A guy off of the bench performed well. We can mix in a hodgepodge, Carolina Panthers and Charlotte Hornets conversation. Coming up next, Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We're talking about this because Taylor Heineke is currently doing an interview on Colin Cowherd, and he's wearing a hockey jersey. I feel like hockey jerseys, it's not my favorite sport by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. Hockey jerseys are the best to wear for a fan, right? They're, oh, better yeah. than, they're probably well, better than NFL jerseys. I wouldn't say jerseys. the best. No, I, I still like football and basketball jerseys. But I remember when hockey jerseys were a big thing in hip-hop culture in the 90s, and I had one on layaway. My mom put me the Pittsburgh Penguins one on layaway, but they went out of style before we got a chance to get it out. So See, I never got it out. I think hockey jerseys are the best to wear just because they also have some great logos in hockey. Oh, yeah. I mean, the San Jose Sharks logo is my favorite of all time. Sharks. Yeah, when I was in middle school, it was the Penguins. <laughs> Sharks were well, the most popular ones. The Sharks, the Mighty Ducks were really popular. So good. The Panthers. Um, those are probably the three of. I'm surprised four. you don't like hockey because of the hockey mask because it reminds you of your oh, boy. The, the mask Michael are Myers. fire. The goalie mask. Now those are okay, some so of the best do. equipment in hockey. Is that the goalie mask? <laughs> oh, those are some of the best equipment in sports. Period. The designs that they put on it and the way they those are dope. Out of all the conversations that have been had on sports radio, do you think? best and most fire equipment has been ever had no so that might be need to be next week's fire <laughs> we need to chalk that up the shin guard yeah fire i'm fizzle. very cosmetic when it comes to sports face mask visors I, on helmets and football okay now i i was trying to make fun of the idea but now oh. i'm actually with it no that, no i'm with it now yeah, because visors, the visors are cool you're right back about that. flaps on shoulder pads do you like the way that mouthpieces will sometimes have some stuff drawn on them now 
You know, uh, like the little the fangs that people would wear. No, I think that looks super stupid. But <laughs> I love the pacifiers, and I get so so jealous. Did you call of him that. a pacifier? Yeah, that's what we call him—a pacifier. I mean, I'm not in the locker room. I'm going to have to go to you. Yeah, that's I feel what we call like they're guards. Yeah, we call them pacifiers, though. The mouthpiece because it looks like a baby's pacifier. Okay, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, this. I get so jealous of these kids now. I walk in the academy sports, a dick sporting goods, and they just have a wall full of them. You know what I had to go through back in the day to get those, just to get the two that I got, and I gave one to my running back that was the ACC Player of the Year, my guy Chris Barclay. But I gave what to your running back? I, I ordered two black pacifier mouthpieces because I used to like Eric Williams from the Cowboys on the offensive line. He used to wear the pacifier, so I wanted to wear one too. So I ordered them, but they were so hard to find. I had to go high and low on the internet just to find them, and then I ordered two. And then he liked mine so much, I gave him my other one. Okay. I was about to say, I was. But now you walk that's in. Important, well, that's important context that you did not wear the other one before you gave it. No, him. no, no. And then I walk into, like yeah. I said, uh, Academy Sports, Dick Sporting, just a wall full of pacifiers just sitting there. I saw a chrome gold one one time. I just wanted to cry. I was like, man, if I was playing today, I would have that all day. I never wore like a wrist guard or any sweat so you band very in, in basketball. I, sometimes I would do the high socks. Okay. And and I, I would roll with that. Yeah, I thought but nothing on the arms, nothing under. You didn't do a t-shirt under the jersey, I, I, or nothing I, like that. I did a like a Under Armour cutoff under my shirt, okay. so it wouldn't be so loose hanging. I would yeah. have something tight underneath the jersey. That's what I would. Yeah, wear. I, I was super cosmetic. I had to be jiggy. High school, I had the cowboy collar. I had the white and orange cleats, the fire gloves, wristbands, all that. Well, there's a lot more equipment in football for you to it show is, off. It is, but for offensive linemen, though, you know that was styling. I mean, and I would never wear a headband. I'd look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> So I'm not going to wear a headband. I feel like Fiddy, because we're about to come on home with Fiddy shaving his head bald and just being a cue ball. Yeah. That would be awesome if he played church league basketball with the headband on after he shaved his head. Is that something Ooh, we can see you with do? With the beard, too? Absolutely. Uh, Probably not. Uh, But, I mean, look, I, I would definitely be willing to experiment because um, – you know, like when I was when I was getting up in the game, like I, I, I wore long socks. Like I had the long socks that went underneath my shorts. That's how long they were. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because that's how, showing no skin. Because that's how Julius Hodges socks were when he played for NC State, and that was one of the only state players I could ever respect. I wore a undershirt T-shirt with the shooting sleeve on the shooting arm, with the compression pad on the elbow, oh. because that's what Carmelo Anthony wore. Uh, I I would oh, sometimes. You were I would dabble with sometimes the like the the band like right here like right you know on, oh, on, on the still, wrist. Now I do have that. I do have the. I even have that now. I have a couple yeah. wristbands on, not yeah. for like basketball sweat yeah. guard, but yeah. I definitely like the the live strong so to speak wristbands, even if they're not live strong. It was fresh out there. I like that. I like you Same know my here. son. I style my son when he's out there. We go to the thing and we pick stuff out and I, I try to style him. I ask him to make sure he likes it yeah, first. Of but, course. Because I was definitely the guy when I used to play NCAA, all my freshmen when they came in, I had to go to each freshman and style them as I wanted them to look. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you told us one time that your kid wears goggles out on the floor. Yes. Oh, that is freaking sweet. I know. And, he, and sometimes he gets a little uh, uh, self-conscious about it. And I told him, I said, well, for one, I use Bryce James as an example. Uh, I tell him that he wears them and, and uh, tell him how many NBA greats have worn them. But, yeah, man, the goggles. Yeah, he wears them. What? What are you pointing at me for? 
So Jess was asking if you wanted to go, but I appreciate you bringing that to the airwaves. If you don't want to go, that's fine. I love the Rex specs. <laughs> you are yeah. so moody today. I am. You need to get healthy, damn it. Uh, I'm not here for the attitude. I'm just telling you, you are the one that brings out the worst in my attitude. I am a fan of the Rex specs. Yeah. I feel like Bo Outlaw, he had the visors. Yeah. And so when you go to the dark shades with the Rex specs, yeah. that's something that can be real stylish. Yeah, man, they're pretty dope. I saw, I was starting to watch James Worthy on the Knuckleheads podcast, and he was talking about wearing them and how he started wearing them. Because the one thing I do hate that he doesn't like as well is that they do fog up. So he said the trainer had to drill some holes in them to get some aeration in those things because uh -huh. they will fog up on them. Sometimes it's funny because he'll be looking at me and it'll be all foggy in there. <laughs> <laughs> so he can't see? See, yeah. that that would be a problem. Now, I did want to go also, you brought up Julius Hodge. You brought up that that's one of the few NC State players you respect. Maybe the only one? Is that fair? He's one of the few because I really liked... Uh, you you got to give love to David Thompson. Uh, no? You don't have to? Is that a tough I, one? No, I, I don't have to. Okay. TJ Warren? Uh, of guys that I that I played, oh, yeah, TJ Warren was a walking bucket. It was Lorenzo Brown was the point guard, right? Yep. I I freaking loved his game. And okay. all, who was his forward? Well, CJ Leslie. CJ Leslie, Richard Howe was on that yeah, team. Yeah, like I, like, I bought into those bastards, thought they could win the ACC, <laughs> could make the Final Four, and like they do so very well at NC State, they failed to achieve anything of significance, but... Yeah, no, Julius Hodge, he was one of the first guys to give me nightmares as a kid. So here's the question I have, because I, I don't think that is a unique North Carolina take. And I want to send this to the text line for all the Heels fans that are listening right now. 704-570-9610. I feel like Julius Hodge is by far the most respected of a certain generation, a cer the, the most respected NC State player for North Carolina fans. And there's a couple reasons why. One, there is a shared hatred for Chris Paul. Because Wake Forest and, and Chris Paul in North Carolina, they would have some battles back in those days. But the other reason why is Julius Hodge carried so much weight when, yes, a member of Wolf of the Wolfpack decided to go against Rashad McCants when he came out with all of those comments regarding North Carolina. I feel like when Julius Hodge said that about, hey, man, I wouldn't be believing what Rashad McCants talked about. And Julius admitted to not liking the Tar Heels. I felt like even after he was done playing with NC State, Tar Heel fans gained more respect just because he was on the heel side. How much did that make you fall in love with Julius Hodge even more so, Fiddy? Uh, I mean, yeah, that I mean that 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 definitely does play a role. The, the thing, it was just about the skill, though, more right, so. Yeah, like that was my thing about him. Like he was so, he was so good. He was and, awesome. And, and and like I said, he was one of the very few players in my young basketball age that gave me nightmares. And then Sidney Lowe showed up wearing that red suit every time we went into PNC Arena. We would win because they had nothing to respect. And then it took a while until T.J. Warren showed back up and Wolfpack James so that he was on that same team as Brown, Leslie, and those guys. But he was a reserve. When His duel with Marcus Page in 2014 yeah, it was awesome. is one of the best ACC games that now gets forgotten about because Raycom no longer exists on the, on, on the, on the level it did back then. But that, that guy was a, was a walking bucket.
Um, 704 number wrote in, Walker, looks like you could rock a headband if you wear your hair up a little bit. And Fiddy said that's because he has a big-ass head. <laughs> Are you just saying everybody in these studios have a big head? You said that about Willie P after he hit the Ph.D. weight loss program, and now everybody's got a big head to Fiddy. I'm about Wes. Uh, you did not. I think that's just because you're scared, though. Somebody else wrote in <laughs> and uh, said Tom Gugliotta was in I was about to State. say Tom, Gug- Tom Gugliotta, Todd Fuller, when I was a kid, was nice. The Todd Fuller is. I think coaching in Charlotte right now, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think he was for a little while. So yeah, nice little he fun had fact. Full of playing. Googs. You've been. You've had some bad jokes. I've today. been really bad. Today. I know. At least you admit it. That's that's step one to you actually accepting it. Weston Walker, Sports Radio. You can text in 704-570-9610. Let's go back to the Hornets because Steve Clifford's press conference. It was one for the ages. At least this season. Really angry at his team. Not taking any questions. He had enough of everything that happened last night. It was a bad loss to a Detroit Pistons team that is the only franchise right now below the standings in the Eastern Conference of the Charlotte Hornets. And, of course, that changes after Detroit loses to, or excuse me, after they beat uh, the Charlotte Hornets last night in overtime. What's really unfortunate about this, too, is that it spoiled the return of LaMelo. Mm-hmm. LaMelo was good. And it wasn't like the first time he returned because it took two games for LaMelo to really get going. And then in the third game against the Indiana Pacers, he goes off a minute and a half left to go in that contest. LaMelo steps on the fan's foot who was sitting courtside. So then he's out for quite some time again. And and this all happened so fast, right? Like we had no clue LaMelo was going to play yeah. until yesterday. Yeah. It broke in the 12 o'clock hour of us doing this show yesterday. And then boom. He was ready to go that night. Looked awesome. 23 points, 11 assists. This was a peak LaMelo performance outside of rebounding and steals because a lot of points scored, 23, shooting well from the three-point line. The other problem with this, though, too, Wes, is that he fouled out, and that's the other part of LaMelo's game that needs to come along quickly if the Hornets are going to dig themselves out of these hole, out of this hole. Yeah, the thing that has plagued him with the fouling, not always moving his feet, you know, the, or, or the thing that has plagued him is fouling. It said not moving his feet and wanting to be a, a steals guy a lot, which he is pretty good at that, getting in passing lanes, anticipating. But as far as just playing sit-down defense, sitting down in that chair, as they like to say, uh, he's not known for that. We'll get caught out of position too much, and we'll swipe and pick up those fouls. Uh, so that's the thing. And you wonder going forward, yes, with him coming back, the offense will get better. But you wonder if the defense will take a little bit of a hit, though, uh, with him being back out there on the court. Yeah, and, and I, that's why, I, yeah, I, I can't talk about Dennis Smith Jr. anymore because now I'm just going to get, I'm going to, people are going to act like I want him in the Hall of Fame. I do want LaMelo <laughs> and DSJ out there. Like, especially because Terry Rozier and LaMelo defensively, that's just not it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Terry Rozier as your combo guard, as your shooting guard, defensively, it's just not going to cut it. So Dennis Smith Jr. and LaMelo, by the way, I think, LaMelo benefits a lot from having another ball handler out there on the floor. And so if if Dennis Smith Jr. can attack inside the paint, which he was very good at when he was playing for the Hornets, and then you kick out to a wide-open LaMelo who can shoot, that could really help. And offensively, man, he's so good. I mean, LaMelo Ball, man, like the the way that he was able to facilitate having 11 assists, so he had 11 of the team's 21, being able to pass cross-court, being able to run, pick, and roll. If they had a big man that was a real lob threat consistently, I mean, if Kai Jones was a little further along in the process, he'd be a monster. 
Mason Plumley, not quite that, but he's your best option because Nick Richards can't give you a defensive rebound to save his life. And that's what you're frustrated about as a Hornets fan. You just have a few other pieces to take care of. And we got some texts coming in. They're all about Wimby. They are all about, okay, mm-hmm. you lose to the Detroit Pistons. It's time now, very seriously, maybe even more seriously than we did, to look at one Victor Wembenyama. It's hard to argue when you lose to the Pistons, Wes. That that Look, Hornets might not want to do it, but you can't point to that game and provide evidence, well, if we get everybody back. No, nah, man, you did. You got LaMelo. The Pistons lost Cade Cunningham. I mean, I, I don't know what you want me to do anymore as far as trying to believe in this team. And that's why people more and more are coming around to the fact, okay, well, let's just go ahead and try to see if we can get Wimby with higher odds. I mean, that's your best hope right now to get that extra superstar that can take this franchise to another level to make you a real problem in the Eastern Conference and also give LaMelo uh, even more reasons to want to stay because we've talked about him and it's going to get even crazier as the draft comes around. But this guy, I mean, for those who are uninitiated, once in a generation, I don't even know if that describes this guy uh, properly. It's crazy. You know, he is just one of the, in my opinion, I've said it, I think he's the best prospect of my lifetime. When you just look at him on its surface, what he brings, what he has, the skill set, et cetera. And so um, I think if you're the Hornets, that has to be your goal at this point is to try to put yourself in a position. But the draft lottery is such a crapshoot that you just don't know if you'll get there. And that's the that's the catch-22 that you put yourself in is that if you do get to a spot where you're losing and you're the worst team in basketball, but that still doesn't guarantee that you get the guy. Well, and somebody wrote in a 239 number, said, why are we talking about whether we should tank or not? We're doing it without even trying. Okay. That's true, too. But but the thing is, yes, they're doing it, but that's also reason to try to trade some of these guys with big contracts. If they're losing as it's built right now, that's with Gordon Hayward on the roster making $31.5 million a year. He's on the books for you one more season. He'll be an expiring contract, which might be beneficial to some other franchise terry rogier look man he's got you for three more years 23 mil 24 26 on an on a incline that's gonna hurt this team's payroll Mm -hmm. so it's it's not like when we talk about tanking with this team nobody's saying oh we just need to lose more it's trying to figure out how many assets you can get when trading gordon hayward when trading terry rogier of course you're not trading Lamelo Ball. That would be idiotic. That would be the most unforgivable move this franchise has ever made. That's what it would be. P.J. Washington, you have to try to figure out what you're going to do with him, depending on what the package would be in return. But, man, it's it's Gordon and Terry. And the problem is you risk not trading them when you could. And that might be happening with Kelly Oubre, right? Because we saw last year Kelly Oubre had a huge decline in the second half of the season. And this year, he's really improved. I really like the way Kelly Oubre has played. But it's not like I'm saying, oh, they just need to lose more. Yeah, they're losing plenty. The problem is they got money allocated to guys that aren't supposed to be losing for you. And so if you can trade those players that another franchise might deem helping them win, then you need to go ahead and capitalize on that. I think the Detroit Pistons loss might have served as a catalyst for that very philosophy. Let's go to the last Fitty Flash of the day, and then we're going to hand out some tickets right after that. So stay tuned. What you got, Fitty? Well, guys, re, uh, regarding Sunday's matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, whose quarterback uh, is kind of up in the air right now, 
Uh, Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson has come out and publicly supported that Mason Rudolph starred over Mitch Trubisky. What did he say? Uh, he said, yeah, I want to see him play. I'd like to see him get a shot. If Kenny Pickett is not able to go, Pickett, of course, left last week's game with a concussion where Trubisky would then enter the game and throw three interceptions because he sucks. Which quarterback would you prefer to see on the field on Sunday that would more lean to a Panthers win? Is it the aforementioned Mitch Trubisky or is it Mason Rudolph, a guy who was known to throw a helmet or two? Oh, man. <laughs> if, 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 I, if I'm a Panther fan, I want Mason Rudolph playing. I mean, how many times have we seen Mason Rudolph play good football at the quarterback spot? I know the alternative is Mitch Trubisky. I think Trubisky is better than Mason Rudolph. We have seen some form of success in the playoffs with the Bears when he had a great throw down the sideline to set up the double doink. People forget Trubisky at least had a good enough throw to set them up for a possible move on in the postseason. Mason Rudolph, man, I know he's a local kid. I just have not seen anything good from him on a football field. If I'm a Panther fan, I want Mason playing. I'm going to go with Mason as well uh, because, as you said, Trubisky has just proven time and time again that he is not that guy. And, you know. So you'd rather see, if you're a Panthers fan, who would you rather see? Like, because you want to have the easiest path possible. That's how you were phrasing yeah. it, right, Fiddy? Yeah, so you'd rather see Mason Rudolph because, okay. uh, you know, if Trubisky, if they're not playing Mason Rudolph over him, then Mason Rudolph has to be a downgrade. So I would want a downgrade that's worse than a guy that's already not that nice. Yeah. I, not e nice at all. What I'll say, either way. It's going to bode well for Carolina. None of those quarterbacks are great, except for Kenny Pickett, who showed you some stuff. And if he can't go, then you should be in a decent enough spot against Mitchell Trubisky. Come on, get well, Kenny. And Mason Rudolph, of course you would say that. Um, <laughs> let's give away the Adam Sandler tickets first. That's right. Adam Sandler, I believe, is in town. And so you can call in 704-570-9610 if you are the third caller. You will win two tickets to go see the one and only Adam Sandler. Again, the number to dial is 704-570-9610. We'll also be giving away some tickets to a Hornets game after the next segment. Before we hand it off to Kyle Bailey, it's Weston Walker Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. Mean Muggin likes this song over there. He said, "Oh yeah," and then started bobbing his head, grunting a little bit, just like just like Wes Bryant does. That's that Denzel Curry's uh, sumo. I like Denzel Curry. Yeah, I man, just Curry's got onto him like the last year or so. Yeah, Curry's there, my guy. I've been on him for about probably four years. Now. Came to Charlotte recently, I believe. Yeah, man. And Adam Sandler is in Charlotte, and so big shout out to Phil who called in and won those tickets to Adam Sandler, who will be in Charlotte this weekend. I didn't even know he was touring like that, just doing stand-up, I guess, but that's really cool. One of the few bonding moments that me and Fiddy have had on these airwaves is when we both came together to announce that Big Daddy is Adam Sandler's best movie. I believe you said that. At least we love Big Daddy together. It is so heartwarming. It's so good. Like, okay, mm. what is your favorite part of the movie? There's so many. I think there's so many funny underlying statements that Adam Sandler makes. But, I mean, initiating conversation is half the battle when he's teaching Julian slash Frankenstein how to pick up girls in the park. That's a fantastic one. But there's so many good moments. 
It's, whenever the the guy from I guess social services shows up to to take Julian back into custody, you order three pieces of cheesecake, and uh, he's like, "I wipe my own ass. I wipe my own ass." <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be good. my kid at five years old. That is gonna be. Yeah, I can see that. And putting well, I guess not putting ketchup on everything because you hate ketchup. Yeah, no, I will. Uh, oh, the saliva scene is gross in that though. Really though, like it's hilarious, but it's still gross. Yeah. Do you watch any Adam Sandler movies, and do you have a favorite one, Wes? Yeah. Uh, one of my, I would say my favorite is just Go With It. Just, that's a new, that's not a good one, though. I loved it. <laughs> for obvious reasons. And I, for, I I, well, there you go. There you go. But I feel like at, after Click, that's when the movie started to go down. But no, Uncut Gems, I would say, is my favorite. Oh, that's a good one. Uncut Un- Gems is my favorite. And a different. But I love Just Go With It. Yeah, okay. I've, I, that was Jennifer Some Aniston. Goofy, yeah, Jennifer Aniston and, um. Becker, uh, I mean, the girl from Charlotte that went to Butler. Oh, Brooklyn Decker. Brooklyn Decker. Yeah, yeah. so somebody on the text line. It was a funny movie, and it was cute. So It was cute. Somebody <laughs> on the text line said that I look like Jake DeLome, that I look like Jake DeLome Jr., and that's the one thing I go to. I have been asked for my autograph before. Somebody, wow. somebody, somebody not for Jake DeLome, but oh. somebody had mistaken me for Andy Roddick. I was in the Atlanta airport, and this couple walks by, and I think it was... <laughs> I think oh, I had, you shouldn't tell 50. My, my, my hat was backwards and uh-huh. I was sitting down and this couple's just looking at me and there were, it was really weird. And so I just kept looking at my iPod, whatever. So then they approach me and then they say, excuse me, sir, but do you mind if I have your autograph? And I said, I guess why they said, well, you're Andy Roddick, right? And I didn't have it in my heart to tell them that I was, cause that would have been funny, but no, nah, I wasn't going to sign it for him. You don't think I look like Andy Roddick? Fitting? Were you wearing an oversized Reebok shirt as well? Like, like if you had that going for you, maybe you could draw some similarities. Do you have a history of not advancing in major tennis fi- uh, tournaments? Like, because no, <laughs> you first off, you couldn't pull Brooklyn Decker, right? So th- there's not that many comparisons unless you're just two overrated white guys. I'm just telling. Well, maybe I am, but you know what? <laughs> it's still nice. It's still okay to be compared to Andy Roddick. That is just fine with me. I'm going to believe the couple more than I am going to believe you. We'll hand out some tickets to a Charlotte Hornets game. They will play the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night. Of course, you can catch that game right here on Sports Radio 92.7 FM. It's time now for What's on Tap. What's on Tap is brought to you by Twin Peaks. You can join our e-club to stay up to date. On all things Twin Peaks and score-free stuff, you can visit TwinPeaksRestaurant.com slash Peaks-Club. I will try to buy some time as I look what was on uh, tap for tonight. Thursday night football. We can't go to Thursday night football where the matchup will be the Minnesota Vikings. You know, it won't be the Minnesota Vikings. Excuse me. It'll be Seattle and San Francisco going at it. I imagine you will be watching your San Francisco 49ers in action. You already know it. Nine a gang, bang, bang. I'm a little nervous, though, about uh, Brock Purdy's oblique. Okay, I'm a little nervous. I hope he doesn't get uh, hurt tonight, especially if they can get this dub, get 10 days off to rest up and keep annihilating the rest of the NFL en route to a Super Bowl. 49ers, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, so Seahawks not the favorite despite it being a tough place to play. Carolina was able to get that victory. What do you think happens in the game tonight? Fitty between Seattle and San Fran. Uh, I think Seattle bounces back at home. It kind of feels like their playoff hopes maybe live and die with how this game goes, even though the Giants are backsliding. We all thought they were going to in December. Um, and, and look, what what Brock Purdy did last week was spectacular. It was sensational. But now he's got to do it again on a short week, on the road. Give me Pete Carroll and Geno Smith in a tight NFC West 
2017 Seahawks. Would be a huge loss for Seattle because, and it really, it means it's a huge loss against Carolina. You would be expecting. And Niners can clinch the West tonight. Yeah, San Fran. If, if Brock Purdy able to do this, it'll be impressive if he plays and even San Francisco, right? San Francisco looks like a fantastic football team gearing up for a possible Super Bowl run. Let's go to what happened on this day in sports history. What you got, Fitty? All right, uh, dudes. On this day in 1973, <laughs> uh, Tennessee beats Temple 11 to six in the lowest scoring NCAA <laughs> basketball game since 1938, with 11:44 left in the first half, and Tennessee leading seven to five. Temple would hold on the ball for the rest of the first half without even taking a shot. Uh, Tennessee would, would then follow by not taking a shot in the second half but would make four free throws by Jon Snow, who I guess came out of the Game of Thrones universe to save Tennessee and beat Temple. <laughs> Little known fact about Jon Snow. Um, this was the year before Dean Smith would use the first delay game, the first time he would really deploy the four corners offense with a freshman guard named uh, Phil Ford. Carolina would lead Duke at halftime 7 to nothing in the ACC tournament. And would go on to lose yeah, that game. Can't go work in Carolina in it if we give a damn. <laughs> yeah, you, you're just just because you couldn't get into Carolina. I could. They did recruit me. <laughs> oh, did I they? went there and ate their food and all that, and I went just to see Florida State play. Oh, I would. I would oh, hear what? that. Who who recruited? Was it John Bunting there? Yes, that okay. was their staff. Yes, I went to Carolina just to see Florida State and Peter Ward play. And while they were down there warming up on the field, while I was standing there, I told. Peter Wark and them, I'm here to see you. Yeah, that's an amazing story. We need to explore that tomorrow. <laughs> All right, what else happened on this day? Are you just angry at Wes for doing that? Yeah, he's dead to me. Okay. <laughs> um, and and I, I put this second one in there just for you. On this day in 1997, <laughs> the San Francisco's 49ers retired Joe Montana's number 16. So it, it's funny to see you go through pain after he just dissed North Carolina like that, and then you immediately go to something that you were going to put in there because of West Brock. I could sense that you did not want to honor Joe Montana for West in that one. I mean, one of the most overrated, there we overinflated go. quarter. I mean, talk about a system quarterback oh. <laughs> without Walsh. What Who's does this guy he didn't go to KFC and take the, the KFC. He didn't go to he didn't go to Kansas City and take the Chiefs to the playoffs after that. Did he win a Super Bowl? He didn't win? win a Super Bowl, All but right come then. on, man. Yeah. The Bill Walsh, offensive genius. And old, listen, and Dwight Clark, he's the one that had the hop for that catch. It and was listen, a bad throw. If, if I can get in the damn Wake Forest and I got recruited by Columbia, I damn sure could get into Carolina. There you go. Well, y'all don't well, take, yeah, don't take classes there. John Bunting was there. Yeah, y'all don't take classes there. How was John Bunting during your visit? He was cool. You know, just a kind of a what you see is what you get type of guy. And you had zero interesting play no, for the year. I hated Carolina. I wasn't going to Carolina. When did you hate them? Since I was a kid. Just because? My 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 mom and my uncle and them hated us, so I adopted that. Then when they beat the Fab Five in 93, that took it to a whole nother <laughs> level. Because you were pulling for the Fab Five. Yeah, I love gotcha. the Fab Five. I still like Michigan basketball to this day. And then... When um Time out. <laughs> yeah, and then when that happened, and then once I went to Wake, that took it to another level. Okay, so do you, you really, do you hate... Yeah, we North Carolina is the top. Yeah. They're the, they are the pinnacle of my sports hatred. Yeah, and we do have ACC represented. You do have the black and gold for Wake Forest, and 
City, of course. Not only is he wearing a Carolina shirt and a Carolina hat, but he has a jacket that makes him look jacked. Yeah. And I, I wish, I want you to take a picture of him wearing that jacket because it looks like SpongeBob with we the We will post it to bicep. our social media, folks. So the only way you can get it is to follow Weston Walker, W-E-S-A-N-D-W-A-L-K-E-R. Follow us. We need followers. Hit that follow button. All right. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, keep it right here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And also, you can call in. Thank you, Fiddy. We have more tickets to give away. The Charlotte Hornets, they're taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Call in at 704-570-9610. You can get a couple tickets to that game tomorrow night. Again, the number, first caller, 704-570-9610. And you can get those tickets to the Hornets-Hawks game on Friday night at the Spectrum Center. Kyle Bailey, coming up next.